Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. The views expressed on The Secret to Everything are not necessarily those of the host, the co-host, or our guest. All medical information given is for informational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose any disease or condition. Please see your medical doctor or qualified health practitioner if you have any further questions. And as always, thank you for listening. Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, N.D., CNH, is the best-selling author of the ebook The Secret to Everything, Manifesting the Life You Desire, now. Available on Amazon. She has practiced naturopathic medicine for over 20 years. She is a gifted intuitive, medium, empath, paranormal investigator, and remote viewer. She travels and gives classes and lectures across the country, as well as taking limited private clients. Trained in many modalities of healing, Dr. Kimberly has been practicing energy healing exclusively for the last 10 years. Dr. Kimberly has the ability to raise your vibration in person or long distance, and as a result, change everything in your life. For the better, forever. A gifted transformationalist, she has developed TEB, or Transformational Energy Balancing, in order to facilitate permanent and rapid healing in her clients. Her desire is to be your last healer. And now, the host of The Secret to Everything, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Good evening, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Sorry, I'm a couple minutes uh, late. Apologies to my co-host and my guest. Um, I don't know. Somehow, blog talk just always catches me unaware. But anyway, I hope everyone's had a good week. Um, we're thrilled to be here with you. We have an amazing, very interesting guest. Um, I hope Walt and Shannon, you had time to check him out. I know Shannon did. But Shepard Hoodwin is going to be with us. And he actually is a conscious person with a sense of humor, which is always refreshing. Um, he wrote a couple of different um, books. Um, he wrote Loving from Your Soul. He's written um, Enlightenment for Nitwits, which um, there his sense of humor comes into play. He's written Meditations for Self-Discovery. <laughs> he has a brand-new book out. And I'm going to let him tell us about the whole. Before we talk to Shepard, we're going to talk about some things that are coming up for us so let's say hello to our co-host i feel like i'm in a game show shannon miss shannon uh from the offices fresh from the offices of the secret to everything and um mr walt who i'm not quite sure where he's from anymore so how are you guys good i'm great <laughs> yours are so funny um <clears throat> so shannon do you want to tell them about some things um, coming up, what has? Why don't you tell them about what has been consuming my time, four days a week for eight hours at a time, if you if you would. That is soulful consciousness. It's awakening with the masters. It is um, a huge opportunity for everyone to listen to. This is a totally free um, telesummit. 
there are how many are there? There's four people a week, four uh, incredible healers each week for three weeks, for over three weeks actually. There's been a huge response from our listeners. Um, you know, going on the website and, and signing up, you can go to www.soulfulconsciousness.com. If you have any questions, you can also e- email me at shannon.doctor.kim at gmail.com. Um, so far, it's been pretty amazing. I've been able to listen to some of them, and they're just really incredible healers and intuitives. Um, I think there's something for everybody with all of the all of the speakers that we have on. So it's definitely um, something that everybody should listen to. I would also like to say that we had a video class last week on Sacred Geometry, and it was amazing. It was the most fun that I've had in a long time, and we were working. So I know a lot of people enjoyed that. Um, That is actually on Kim's package on socialconsciousness.com, so go there and take a look. You can see what it's about. You can also email me. Um, You can also go to our website, www.secretseverything.com, and go to the opt-in box, and you will make we'll make sure that you start getting emails from us, and we'll be announcing another video class very soon. Right, and um, just an apology to Walt. I would have gotten you the announcements, but I was talking to somebody uh, in Nashville about a house. So um, anyway, so I would have so Shannon just knows everything. I would have gotten you the announcements, Shannon. I'm not sure though. Who's on next week? Is it? Do you know her name? I was going to announce that, too. Who's going to be on Soulful Consciousness next week? No, not Soulful Consciousness. We're having Ma on and Han King and all sorts of people. I think (laughs) I keep wanting to say her name is actually the name of the person that does her uh, her agent. Well, we'll look that up. We'll tell you before um, who's going to be on next week. I know we're going to talk about feng shui, which is rather interesting. I don't want to. I mean, Shepard is like yeah. our guest tonight. is so interesting. We have so much to talk about. I don't even know where to start with him. We have so much to talk about. I think he's been in the consciousness um, movement a long, long time. And um, one of my favorite things, I love talking to other people who channel. And I actually don't even know if he's on the line with us. I guess I'm just assuming that he is. It's his area code 949, Shannon. Because we do have a caller, too. I don't know. I'm off the computer. I'm just going to have I did to. find out who's on next week. Her name is oh, Sherry Burton. Okay. Is going to be on next week for the feng shui. She just came okay, out and that'll book, be really so. interesting. Yeah. yeah, she's written a new book. And, Walt, what's going on in your life before we bring Shepard on? Well, uh, wow. I know you know that at the beginning that, that a lot of good positive changes are happening, so uh, I'm looking forward to the future, and hopefully a great 2013. Well, that's very positive and optimistic. I like that. Well, let's (laughs) see if this is um, Shepard and uh, whoever the caller is. If you hold on, we'll take questions in a little bit, but we're going to go ahead and uh, see if our guest is here. Is that you, Shepard? If I can open this mic. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? It's Shepard. Uh-huh. I can hear you. Can you hear us? I can. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the Secret to Everything. You know, it's funny while I was um, while we were talking, I was looking around even more than I already had on your website, and really the breadth and the depth of your work is so like I'm a little bit in all of it. I mean, it's like you're five thousand years old or something. 
because I don't know <laughs> how did you how did you pull all this together? Like you're such a prolific author, and could you kind of start at the beginning and tell us a little bit about your background up to kind of what you're doing now, and uh, you know where your passion lies in that? Wow, thank you first of all, um, and it's great to be on your show. I've been channeling. Uh, the Michael Entity and working with the Michael Teachings since 1986. And um, the Michael Teachings is a fascinating body of channeled material that uh, did not originate with me. It originated in 1973 with uh, a small group of people in uh, Oakland, California. It uh, gradually... Uh, started to bring forward uh, a body of material that explains how we as souls set up our lifetimes. And it's information that I haven't run across anywhere else. So uh, one thing that I do is channel charts that profile us as souls. What kind of souls we are, how old we are as souls, what our um, spiritual families are, and who else is in those families, uh, how we set up this particular lifetime to give us the experiences that we wanted and so forth. It has its own vocabulary. So, for example, there are seven different types of souls, a server, priest, artist, and sage, warrior, king, and scholar, and uh, seven goals that you have one of for each lifetime and so forth. So uh, I started working with that um, in the 80s, and that's a, a main piece of what I do. And... Uh, my books are either about the teachings or they're channeled from Michael on topics such as love or personal growth and so forth. I also work with uh, past life uh, therapy. I teach other people how to channel. Um, wow. I don't know if that answers your question. I didn't really give you a biography here. I've been on a spiritual path uh, since um, I was a teenager. My honorary mother, who's uh, just turned 90, uh, was teaching me about things like astrology and numerology when I was 14, and um, it got me uh, interested. Wow. I, I I really, it is really interesting, and I don't think I've been rather, or maybe you'd be better at explaining it, but um, the chart is super interesting that you do, and you actually offer um, a number of different services, you know, um, yes. interpretations of this chart you're talking about, um, intuitive readings, you have a whole, um, and I'm going to try when I get a chance to put it up in the chat room, but you have a whole um, a whole array of services, which is rather fascinating. Now, tell us about, I'd kind of like to go through briefly through your books, if that's okay with you. So tell us about, I guess we'll start with your new book. Is it officially released yet or not? I know it was closed. April 23rd is the publication date of Journey of Your Soul. A channel explores the Michael teachings. This is the second edition of the book. Uh, so I have a few copies left of the uh, earlier edition, which I uh, first published in 1995. Uh, the new edition is being published by uh, a mid-sized publisher in Berkeley called North Atlantic Books. It's kind of funny, North Atlantic Books in Berkeley. But anyway, that's where they are. And um, so we're in the final um, editing process of that, and that'll go to the printer in a week or two. Wow. Okay. So, how about your book? Um, 
what is it? Did I miss some books? I did, didn't I? Did I miss any books when I was talking about them? Probably. <laughs> My book, Loving from Your Soul, Creating Powerful Relationships, is a collection of channeling from Michael uh, on the subject of love from various lectures and individual sessions I, I've done over the years. And I have three more books in that series, which I'm going to be bringing out as Kindle books also in the next few months. They're basically done, but I want to go over them one more time. One is called Growing Through Joy, which is a uh, core idea of the Michael teachings, that we're all growing as souls. We can't help but grow because we're having experiences. And whether we know it or not, we're learning from those experiences. But if we choose love, if we choose to make more conscious choices, we can have more joy and less pain in our growth process. So that's what that book is about. One is called Opening to Healing. I love uh, hearing about uh, your work with energy, and I'd like to know more about that. And uh, this, this book is um, is a, a, about a, a rather simple idea that uh, healing energy is always present, and by deliberately opening to it, we can have more healing. And then the uh, third book is called Being in the World, and it's on various topics such as karma and so forth. So those are are, um, are coming to Kindle very shortly. But uh, The Journey of Your Soul and Enlightenment for Netwits uh, and Meditation for Self-Discovery are also available in print edition. I have a question. Um, I saw somewhere where you were a graduate of the University of Oregon in music education. Is that correct? Yes. Hmm. How did you, like you said, you were in numerology and everything, you know, learning as a teenager. What made you go into the music education? And then um, did you then go back to, like, you know, the Michael teachings and the therapy and stuff like that? Well, you know, when I was a teenager, I had no idea what I should do career-wise. And I always uh, sang and loved music. Mm. And um, I went into it just by default, and then I was advised that, well, you should get a teaching credential. And so I did, but that wasn't really my life path. And it wasn't until I was about 30 that I spontaneously started channeling and, and started doing these things professionally. And, and before that point, I uh, trained to be a stockbroker, which was um, not really a good fit for me, but I was trying to figure out some way to make a living. And um, so I kind of uh, did a little of this and that for a while. In right out of college, I started a singing telegram business, which you don't actually need a college degree for. But I did that for a couple of years, and that was a lot of fun. And it got me songwriting and so forth. So, uh, yeah, I have, I have a lot of interests. What about the, I saw somewhere where it said that you're working on or uh, recording the new Mayan calendar for 2014? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Is that a joke? Or is that true? Well, Are you really doing that? Is that true? <laughs> See, I figured with the Mayan calendar having ended on December 21st, 2012, people were going to need a new calendar. So um, I had just finished uh, my humor collection called Enlightenment for Nitwits, The Complete Guide to 2012 and Beyond, 
which is uh, still available. And uh, I had this idea that it w- wouldn't it be fun to have one of those page-a-day calendars where you, you tear off the last one, and each one had a funny quote from the book or something else that I had written. So I went through the manuscript, and I tried to pull out any one-liners, and I thought at the same time they should be something that I could tweet. So they all had to be 140 yeah. characters or less. <laughs> so funny. I have... Um, uh, I have about three or four hundred of these, and I keep thinking of new ones to add. Um, and I was planning on uh, releasing it this year, but I'm just holding off, hoping that the sales of the book will increase before I, I bring out the calendar. But uh, it's one of my great joys in life to come up with uh, pithy one-liners. Like for example, um, and this would make a great bumper sticker, I think. You didn't believe in reincarnation in your last lifetime either. That's good. That's really good. I like it. Here's another one I love. All my life, I've dreamed of someday being in the present moment. Uh, Wow. (laughs) Anyway, I've got a lot of those. So that is the new Mayan calendar for 2014, or it might be 2015, but, hey, time's an illusion, right? (laughs) For real, it really is. You know it is. Don't even start with me. I can read you like a book, too. It comes both ways. Right, Shannon? And well, usually, it was funny. I was talking to this woman I wanted to leave the house from, and she's, like, trying to read me, like, conventionally 3D. And I'm like, no, 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 let me tell you about you. And she's like, you are a very interesting person. And I'm like, you think? So you remind me of me. It's funny. It's really cute. This is what I'm curious about. So you channel... Uh, is it is Michael? When you say Michael, is that one entity? Is it is it a group? Could you explain more exactly? Like who is Michael? Is it not Archangel Michael Pepper? It's not the Archangel Michael, and it is a group so. soul. It okay, is uh, um, is this group of a thousand fifty souls who work together wow. to teach. And wow. in terms of the seven soul types in the Michael teachings. They all have the soul types called warrior or king, so they have a, a very particular energy, and huh. um, they have been working with uh, us on the physical plane for a long time. And they have also been humans; they completed their series of lifetimes, and so they work together uh, as a team. So that's uh, one reason that there are uh, mm-hmm. a number of people who channel the Michael entity, but not necessarily all channeling the same individual souls within the same group. So, oh. so the, Michael, the Michael entity that has nothing is... to do with Archangel Michael or St. Michael? Correct. Uh, nothing okay. directly to do with them, yes. That's okay, a question so these are, up quite a bit. So these are our, our higher teachers, I guess, for a higher yes. plane. Yes, they okay. define themselves as being of the causal plane. And, of course, you okay. know, every spiritual path uses different terminology. Um, we are obviously on the physical plane. And then, according to Michael, the next plane of existence where we will focus when we're done with our incarnations, they call the astral plane. And then the one after that is called the causal plane. Right. 
Now, you, there's a whole community of um, people that are doing Michael's teachings, correct? I saw it on your website yeah. where where there's a whole community that you can belong to, and and that you actually yeah. will will comment on, and and you know everybody comments on the teachings. Is that correct? Yes, there, yeah. yes. There's really a wonderful um, worldwide community of people interested in the Michael teachings. It isn't a formal organization. It isn't something that one joins or, or pays membership to. But there are a lot of ways that people participate. There's actually quite a number of websites. There's a, a Yahoo group. There's actually a few Yahoo groups, but one that's particularly the Michael Teachings Yahoo group where people have been gathering online for 15 years to discuss the teachings. And there are uh, formal and less formal gatherings all across the world of Michael students. Uh, once a year there's one in Virginia, I attended the one last year, and they're having another one in April. Uh, this October, there'll be one on the West Coast. And there are people who gather monthly in Colorado. So it's just whatever people want to do. But uh, it is um, it is really fun to meet other people who are interested in this stuff because it's, it's so specific. And a lot of us uh, find that we don't have other people locally that we can talk to about it. So on the online groups, we have people literally all over the world. We have people in India and Malaysia and Europe and Australia and New Zealand. And that's one of the, the miracles of our time, as I'm sure you're finding with this uh, wonderful show that you do, that uh, it does bring the world together. It makes it uh, quite small, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I was talking to a another healer and channel today and I said, you know, one of the great joys of doing what I do is meeting um people that, you know, are like mine, even if we don't do exactly the same thing. It's just really neat to, you know, have that support and be able to talk about these like quote crazy when you you know, to other people, normal people <laughs> uh yeah. ideas and concepts. But it's nice when you get when you experience something new or you get a download and don't understand, it's nice to bounce it off another channel or another person that, that kind of plays in the same world, you know, that you do. So it's really nice that you have that support group. Um, so I'm really curious. To be honest, I know, as you can imagine, Shepard, a lot of channels. I know a lot of intuitives. I know a lot of energy healers. But I have never seen, and he was so sweet to do up a a, a Michael reading chart. I don't know what you call it. I'm going to call it a chart for me. And I have never seen anything like it. And there's just such a uniqueness. Now, is this what the group uses, like all of them? Is this your own process that you've taken from what they've taught you? Or could you explain, um, you know, what this is and kind of how it came to be and how it's utilized? Because you do offer this service. Uh, anybody that would like can go to your website and purchase this reading. Is that correct? Yes, yes. Uh, there are uh, a number of Michael channels uh, over the world who work with this material. In 1973, Michael started dictating through uh, the first channels this system. And huh. it's sort of like astrology, but it's not astrology. It's like astrology in that astrology is a specific system. And if you have your astrological chart done you will have, you know, one of 12 planets in particular positions. Now, this is mm -hmm. not based on your birth information like astrology is, but 
Michael explained that, as I mentioned earlier, each of us is one of seven soul types. For example, Uh that's about one of 20 pieces of information on the chart. And the seven types are server and priest, artisan and sage, warrior and king, and scholar. And so uh, I know the rest of you don't have a chart to look at in front of you, but um, Dr. Kimberly, you'll see that on the inspiration axis, it's divided into ordinal and cardinal. And Well, wait a minute. Serv- if you hold one, one second, I think on your website there's an example on one of your pages, isn't there? If they'd like exactly, to go there, yeah. they could find this. Um, what page is that under your services? I know Walt was looking at it. On the um, left, on the front page on the left, it should say uh, sample chart and explanation or something there. like that. Mm-hmm. I just thought we could at least look at this while you talked about it. Because we have thousands of people listening to the replays, and I know they're going to be curious. So I kind of wanted them to be able to, um, you know, it, it's just so interesting to me. Of course, I like this kind of thing. So maybe I'm the only one who finds it very interesting. But uh, it's very interesting, so I thought they might want to follow along. And then, of course, if they like one, there's information um, also. And I think you have celebrity examples on all kinds of things. I mean, celebrity other than me, example. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, on, your, on your website. So, um, yeah, if you want to follow along, Shannon, I know you, you'll be interested in it. I don't know about Walt, because Walt hasn't said it too much, so I'm going to... I'm looking at the chart now, and I'm just trying to decipher... Um, each individual characteristic, I assume each person has one or the other or maybe all at one time. Like we have server. Who who exactly is the server? And then you have, you know, priest, sage, warrior, king, scholar, stuff like that. He was probably, was, before I really interrupted him, I think he was probably going there. <laughs> so I'll let him talk. Now, I just wanted, yeah. I, I'm just, I know some people are visual. I just wanted to give them that to follow along. I'm sorry, Shepard, I apologize for interrupting you. Oh, no problem. So did you post the link to the uh, the sample chart in your chat? Oh, thank you. Okay, can you, um, can somebody, hold on. See, this is where Kira's great. Oh, we've got a bunch of people too. Um, could you, someone give me the link just audibly, please? Um, can you read it to me so I can type it in? Summer. Summerjoy.com slash michaelreading.html. And that will take them, hopefully. Yep, right um, to the chart. And I'll just put the website again because they can probably find it if I – thank you for yeah. suggesting that. Snippet. All right, now we're good. <laughs> uh, they can uh, locate that under um, – I don't know if that will take them there. Okay. Great. Well, Walt, you asked if we all are all of these things. And, no, we each have one – role or soul type and we have that same soul type for all of our lifetimes on planet earth uh why don't i start summarizing the big picture cosmology of the michael teachings i I love this material so much because it makes so much sense about why we're here and what we're doing so we each know that we have several different layers of self. There's stuff that's more core and there's stuff that's more um, on the surface of us. And it's all a part of who we are. For example, our body is very much who we are in this lifetime. We know that it's not who we are in all of our lifetimes on planet Earth. So the core of us 
is uh, what in the Michael teachings is called the spark of the Tao. Tao is a Chinese word spelled T-A-O, and it means the ground of all being. And in religious terms, you would say that it's the God being that you are. It is the eternal, the truly eternal part of us. And that is what we each are at our core. The the being mm-hmm. that looks out through our eyes in stillness and just knows, that is the spark of the Tao. And according to Michael, as a part of the all that is, we love extending ourselves into a universe such as the one we find ourselves in to have experiences. So the Tao is all potential. And so we collectively, as the Tao, create universes so that we can explore our potential. And one of the ways that we do this is by taking on an essence or soul and committing to a series of lifetimes on a particular planet in a particular life form. And there are, are... countless numbers of sentient, self-aware life forms throughout all the universes. But we chose to come to Earth and be human beings. And when we decide to do that, we need a vehicle to anchor us into this universe that we can carry with us in every lifetime. And that is called our essence, our soul. And it's sort of like if you're going to take a trip and you went into a car dealership, you would have to decide, first of all, between a hatchback, a pickup truck, a van, you know, hybrid. So there's seven different models of souls, and that is what I was referring to as server-priest, artisan-sage, warrior-king, and scholar. Now, servers and priests are inspiration roles, and you see on the chart that the word inspiration is above both. Server is ordinal inspiration. So servers are warm, kind people who are nurturing, who love to take care of children, who love to wait on you at the restaurant. It is the most common soul type. 25% of all souls are servers. Um, The positive pole is service. The negative pole is bondage, and that's where the server feels oh, woe be gone, like she's taking care of people, but no one appreciates her. Now, priests are also very warm people. They are cardinal inspiration, so they like to inspire in big ways. These are people who like to heal others, who like to um, put them on their path and see the higher good, more in an emotional way than in an intellectual way. A lot of doctors are priests, for example. And they are the most passionate of the roles. Then we have two roles on the expression axis, artisan and sage. Now, artisans express in an ordinal way, and so they are the experts at carving wood, fixing the plumbing, uh, inventing computers, uh, great works of art, anything with craft, structure, design. So they do it in more uh, tangible, earthy ways. And sages, which Dr. Kimberly, you and I are both sage souls, we are about expressing through ideas. Sages love insight. We love useful knowledge. We love humor. We love to laugh. 
if you see someone who's always um, laughing or stifling laughter, that's usually a sage. Uh, but the way that that fits with the idea of seeking insight is that because sages seek enlightenment, one of the ways of doing that is to lighten up through laughter. So it's no accident that so many comedians are sages, but also a lot of the great performers, communicators, writers, and so forth are sages. Hmm. Interesting. I haven't really thought of it that way. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. That an actor could be a sage or that a singer, well, I guess a singer might be, what did you say, priest? What did you say? Are singers sages? Singers are very commonly sages because sages are about the fifth chakra. And artisans Ah, are about the sixth chakra. Okay, I gotcha. So uh, we we tend to uh, be storytellers. We tend to be articulate, most articulate of the roles. Sage has a positive pull of expression, meaning true self-expression that's useful and meaningful. The negative pull is oration, which is where we go on and on, mm-hmm. rather than to actually deliver the mm-hmm. good. Interesting. I'm sure you never do that, but that is a possible <laughs> downside of being a sage. So funny. Can I yeah, say something I find incredibly interesting? Yes. Is Kim sent me her chart that you did for her, and her chief obstacle is stubbornness. Well, oh, we're not yeah. going to talk about that, are we? <laughs> we haven't gotten there. I was just going along with the chart when he was talking about it, but I was looking at yours, and I got down to there, and I was like, hmm. Is yeah, that a like, yes, I, that's true, or... or <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand this chart totally, but uh, I don't think I've seen anything that I don't uh, that I already had. I have to tell you also something interesting, separate, and I think it's just interesting because I don't believe in coincidence, and I believe in very much um, you track to your being. And it's so funny that you came into my world at this time in my work because for the past I would say sixty, maybe ninety days, I've been using this term that I've never really heavily used in my teachings. And it's I've been using the word this divine soul essence, and I find it so interesting that you're calling this the soul essence. So it's just weird, like I've never really used that. So it's kind of coming in, and then you're here, and it's kind of interesting. (laughs) Well, if you really want your mind blown, I'll skip to something else on the chart before I finish explaining the roles. Um, Okay. And that is. Fourth line says cadre entity, and that what that means is that is your spiritual family. And it's one of the many things I love about the Michael teachings is that it defines our soul groupings. And, and probably uh-huh. a lot of us who are listening have heard of the term spiritual family. We know that we're more related to some souls than others. And Absolutely. there's a lot of reasons that we can feel connected to particular souls. Some of it is just who we happen to do things with in past lives. But according to Michael, we're each a part of a group of roughly a thousand souls, which they call it. And that is broken down still further into subdivisions. So there's a group of seven called Cadence, seven sevens called Greater Cadence, and then all the sages within the entity are grouped together, and that's the more intimate section than the entity as a whole. 
And uh, I channeled your chart last night, and I was very interested to see that you and I are in the same soul family. How so, weird is that? <laughs> yeah, so we wow, are... Wow, you're blowing we are my like, mind because... <laughs> it's crazy. Crazy. Yeah, wow. we're like, you know, we're like brother and sister from a soul point of view. And the fact that we're both sages within that soul family makes it even a, a closer connection. And this is one of the few radio interviews that I've done. I've been doing a lot of interviews for Enlightenment for Nitwits for the last year and a half. And this is one of the few that I did not seek out. You heard me on another show and you contacted me. And then when I saw that we were in the same spiritual family, I thought we must be doing a lot of soul-level communication, maybe in the dream state. Uh, so we probably know each other really well, and now we're just reconnecting. This is the first time I've I've, I've talked to you uh, in this lifetime, uh, not even before the interview, but here on the air. But you do feel like a familiar soul to me. What I find interesting, and I'm going to use this story, because it's rather profound in what I teach, which you know, so I'm not, of course, saying this to you, but um, which is I say you cannot attract less or more than who you are being. And so here's this perfect example of you do draw people into your life that are resonant, you know, with who you are being out of soul essence, and that's what I teach. So I find it, what a beautiful illustration of that exact principle that that is very difficult to teach in this 3D, you know, dimension that we live. But I just, don't you find it rather interesting, Shannon? It is a good illustration. Absolutely. How long does it take to do it to do a Michael reading chart like this? Well, I do several at once. Um, I I collect people's orders. They send me their photographs, their birth information, uh-huh. their name, and all of those are just to make it possible for Michael to be sure which soul they're looking up in the Akashic Record. So I collect all the information, and then when I'm feeling especially well-rested and energetic, because it takes a lot of concentration, uh, I'll do um, probably 15 or 20 at once. And wow. then I'm pretty wiped out after after that. But I I do one after another, and once I've gotten the information uh, in my database and I'm focused on it, each chart takes about six minutes to do, and then I go okay. on to the next one. Um, what, Shepard, what do you do with the chart once it's completed? Well, most of the charts um, have been ordered by clients, either of themselves or family, friends, or coworkers. And so I uh, send it off, as I did to Dr. Kimberly, as a, uh, a PDF. Now, some people also want an explanation. And in recent years, I've been doing written explanations of their chart, uh, which takes me a couple of hours usually mm-hmm. or more to do. Wow. And wow. I will uh, weave in their career, their hobbies, their aspirations, and talk about how it does or does not fit uh, with their chart. But it gives them, you know, if someone is does not want to take the time to read uh, some of the Michael books to become 
familiar with what everything means, then this gives them a, about a 10,000-word summary of the information that's most relevant uh, for them. Interesting. It's so fascinating. I hope I'm not boring everyone because I'm just like all about. I think it's just super. You really need to to be on the website to look at the chart so you can understand it a little better. Now, what about the warrior, king, and scholar uh, roles? Um, Warriors and kings are about action. So there's a there's a trend here. The first column, inspiration, is about the inner world. The second Mm -hmm. one, expression, is bringing what is within out. The action axis is about strictly the outer world. And so warriors are about action in an ordinal or tangible way. So warriors are the earthiest people. They're blunt. They love challenge. They're the people who say, I climbed the mountain because it was there. Um, And kings organize other people to act. And that is the rarest of the roles that only accounts for about 4% of the population. And so kings see the big picture of action and warriors roll up their sleeves and dig the ditches themselves. The seventh role is on what we call the assimilation axis. And assimilation steps away from everything else and is the observer, the record keeper. Uh, Scholars account for exactly one-seventh of the population. And they are the neutral role. So these are souls who can morph and look like a lot of different things. But the stereotypical scholar is someone who is constantly reading, has a huge library, uh, maybe a little more academic and dry, but that's more of the stereotype. There are a lot of scholars who don't look that way. And you find them... um, doing everything that that anyone else does but doing it in a it, in an assimilative manner and their job on a soul level is to distill human experience and put it in the akashic records so wow. uh, they they make excellent um teachers especially on a university or higher education kind of level um they are great listeners they have huge patience. So, uh, for example, um, if to index a book, I tried, uh, in fact, I did index the first edition of Journey of Your Soul using Microsoft Word, and it was the most painstaking, hmm. miserable experience I ever had. But if you give a scholar the job who oh. loves detail, loves knowledge, and finds everything interesting, they have the patience to do that. And so one of the things that we uh, gain from the Michael teachings is the understanding of how people tick and that it really is a very good thing that we're not all designed the same way because the things that I don't have patience for, somebody else does because they are made for that. That is their, their very soul nature. And so we see from the chart that a soul knows what it wants to do in a lifetime and sets up um, circumstances, including the personality elements, to let them uh, try to uh, achieve that particular goal. That is so 
I don't know. I'm just like, it's just turned from a one-hour show. You didn't know it, Shepard, into like a four-hour show. We're just, I mean, I get it. It's just like, obviously, there's a reason it resonates with me, which you partially say, but we do have a couple of callers, so I'm going to, uh, we're going to take a break from Girl and You and see if our callers have some questions. Is that okay with you, Shepard? Sure. Okay, so we're going to go to um, area code 347. Did you have a question or comment for Shepard today? Hello, are you just listening? Okay, let's go to our next caller. Area code 203, do you have a question or comment for Shepard? No, not really, I'm just listening. (laughs) <laughs> All right, I will put you back on hold. So we have a invisible. Um, well, at least you know there's people listening, Shepard. <laughs> well, I have a question, Shepard. Um, you, you mentioned there's 150 uh, of these teachers. 1,050, yes. Oh, 1,050. Wow. Okay. Now, does this number change, and why is it 1,050 and not 1,051 or 2,000 or 10,000 or whatever? And don't people um, you said they were teachers, but they're teachers, but they had lived at one point, and now their their sole purpose is to be a teacher. But isn't there other people also giving out their lives, and now they're maybe ready for that that role? Oh, yes, yes. Um, I was saying before that Dr. Kimberly and I are in the same spiritual family, which Michael calls an entity, and Michael themselves is an entity so they are a spiritual family and I mentioned that they are um, roughly a thousand so it does not have to be exactly a thousand Um, you know it could be as much as two thousand but um, the entity does have structure and so uh, it's it's not going to be 10,000 and it's not going to be 300. Um, but that's the sort of esoteric detail that I don't worry about too much because I can't prove it. Uh, I've sort of joked with other Michael students about me trying to get Michael to line up so I could count them. But um, <laughs> that's not really possible for me to do because I'm down here on the physical plane in a body and I, and I don't think I'm going to be get them to line up while I count them. So... Um, that is what came through the channeling, and so we take that. Um, we'll take their word for it. Um, and yes, there are many other causal entities, and many of those do teach on the physical plane. Teaching is not the only thing they do. They are having their equivalent of lives on the causal plane. The causal plane is an intellectual plane. The physical plane is a kinesthetic plane. The astral plane is an emotional plane. So when we're here on the physical plane, we are having experiences of moving through space, and that is mainly how we grow. On the uh, astral plane, where we often hang out when we're asleep at night and certainly between our lives, Mm -hmm. Uh we are having more emotional kinds of uh, experiences because our, our medium is emotion. So Michael works more with the core thoughts, the causal thoughts that help us create a reality. So, you know, they have their, um, for lack of a better term, day-to-day lives as well. So they're not just teaching us, 
but they they do teach us because there are human beings that are willing to channel them verbally. There are also people who channel pure energy. There are people who channel emotion through art and music and dance. There are people who allow higher teachers to come through them in all sorts of other ways, and they may not even consciously know that they're working with causal entities because um, the line gets blurred. We are all creative beings. And so let's say if I get an idea for something that is inspired by a causal teacher, I'm probably going to just my thoughts myself. Or maybe I thought of it and they elaborated on it. And they said, well, that's a great idea. Why don't you also consider this? Or why don't you call so and so we all have a great deal of unseen assistance in our lives, and we don't have to know about it. But if we are awakening and we become aware of more of that assistance, we can be more deliberate in calling upon it and using it in our lives, and it's, it's all the richer for doing that. And then those who are assisting us in spirit are also growing because they are playing the other side of the game that we're playing. So let's say there's a sporting event. Um, the coach coaches on the sidelines, but the coach is also having an experience. The coach is learning by oh. observing the player's field. And so the player's coach have a, a, a – they're, they're both benefiting from working together. The coach learns about coaching. They learn about the bigger picture of the game, whereas the quarterback is learning more about something more specific. So we're like the quarterback. We're here on the physical. We're playing the game on the front lines. But our higher plane teachers are also playing that game with us more uh, from the sidelines, but they are also benefiting. Now, do you That's channel? Great. Do you channel? Do you channel verbally? Yes, um, a lot of my work is um, bringing in the Michael entity, and people uh, ask questions. It's um, unique through me, as far as I know, in that I not only bring Michael through verbally, but I bring a very powerful causal plane energy. And so even whether people are in uh, over the phone or whether they're uh, sitting with me in person, they see light, they uh, feel tingling through their body, they <laughs> feel clearing, and they're also asking questions at the same time. So I do that combination where I do energy uh, and words in addition to these charts. And people ask about, probably a lot of the same things they ask Dr. Kimberly about. They ask about oh. relationships. They ask about their health. They ask about their past lives. They ask about their life task, uh, or really anything else that they, they want to ask about. Uh, in can, addition can to you... working with... Good. Uh, well, in addition to channeling Michael, I also do intuitive readings, which are more casual, where uh, I communicate with their guides uh, my guides, my, their essence, and it's not Michael directly speaking through me, 
but it is still using my truth sense and connecting with spirit and also doing some energy work but it's it's a more casual kind of session are you are you able to and i don't know if, if this is what you do or not but are you able to channel michael for me <laughs> usually i'm very shy about this stuff and i i don't like it, but i'm kind of interested in in your what you're doing well he's not going to channel on the air but um, he can't, I would assume, you channel for whoever contacts you and asks. Is that okay. correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I. It takes me about 20 minutes to be ready to channel Michael verbally, and it's very intense. And, and if I brought them in, then it would not be as optimal for me to just have a discussion with you as myself. So uh, I would save that for another time. But, yes, I, I'll... I'm happy to channel for you or for anyone who uh, who'd like to have that experience. Very good. I actually, I actually think well, it would be very helpful for you at this depth. Um, you know, reading him, I think it would you know, probably be very good for you. Um, you know, very helpful. Um, we do have another caller. I'm kind of burnt by my last two callers, you listening people, which is wonderful, and thank you. But I'm going to check it out anyway so I don't get yelled at. So uh, area code um, 303, do you have a question or comment? Hi. Yes, I do. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Every caller wants to. They didn't want to talk. Yay, you want to talk. Could you tell us your first name and where you're calling from? Um, this is Cheryl, and I'm calling from uh, Colorado. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. Hi. Um, yeah, Kimberly, I spoke to you last week, um, and I'm the one that you um, were telling me I was a spiritual warrior or a light warrior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And nice. I don't say that very often. Are you sure I said that? I, I mean, that must have been in a channel because I don't say that very often. I don't hear myself say that very often. Well, you surprised me. Yeah, you you called me a light warrior. You said I'm traveling on the astral plane and I'm doing hand-to-hand combat. Yes, I do, but I barely, yeah, you're a rare one, though. But, yeah, that's awesome. What is your question? Well, when I was hearing him speak about the charts and the warrior, um, like the archetype of the warrior, I was just sort of curious about that and kind of if that ties into what, what he does with the channeling and the charts and if that's something that I just do, like, did, forever. Did, well, well, did you Cheryl, look at – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Shepard. It's possible, Cheryl, that if I did your Michael chart, you would come out as being a warrior soul. But Dr. Kimberly was using that term not mm-hmm. – not as defined in the Michael teachings, okay. but more um, more in terms of uh, describing you as someone with very focused energy, who's um, you know has a particular way of being. So um, one of the the challenges that we have in explaining the Michael teachings to who aren't familiar with it is to help them understand that all the words have a more narrow definition than they do in to the general public. Mm-hmm. So you you may have some warrior traits as a soul without technically being a warrior soul. For example, you could be a king soul, which is similar, or you could be a scholar with strong warrior secondaries. Um, it may sound limiting, like if I say 
um, that Dr. Kimberly is a sage, she might think, well, you know, sometimes I feel like a priest or other things. Well, uh-huh. this uh-huh. also shows up on your chart because we have secondary influences. So you could be a scholar with a secondary influence of a warrior because your twin soul, your twin flame, uh, which we call an essence twin in the Michael teachings, could be a warrior. And some of that energy might flow through you. And then there's also this whole um, uh, area of what we call casting, which is your position in your larger groupings. You could be in the warrior position of your cadence, and that would flavor you toward uh, warrior things. So um, another place this comes up, with the Michael charts is that um, people will just pick up on someone who has a lot of wisdom and depth, and in general terms they'll say, oh, you're such an old soul, because they need wisdom. But in the Michael teachings, um, a person could be classified as a young soul or a mature soul and still have that soulfulness and depth and wisdom and understanding and there's several other reasons on the chart or, or just because of your past life history, your numerology and your astrology. There's a lot of reasons you give that general impression. So when we say on the Michael chart that someone is an old soul or a young soul, it doesn't mean the same thing as when people use those terms in more uh, general ways. Mm, okay. And so it would be really interesting for you, Cheryl, to have your chart done, because now I'm super curious, and you'll have to email me immediately and let me know what the heck you are. (laughs) Well, it's taken a while for this to settle in, so I've been thinking about it. So I've got lots of questions about that. But, but, uh, yeah, so it was – I was just wondering, too, you know, how do you – how are you chosen to become a channel for this? Are you chosen, or is it something you choose to do? Uh, Michael's um, most characteristic quote is, all is choice. This, the issue of choice, that we all have free will, comes up over and over, and they underline that we are here to learn to make good choices. And so we find that the, those that channel Michael are those who chose to channel Michael. They chose on a soul level, uh, probably before they were born, they probably set up their lives and their bodies to facilitate that. Um, Dr. Kimberly, you've probably found this too, that people who channel or do intuitive work or healing work, their bodies are a little different. Their energy systems can be a little finicky or wired differently, and I've certainly found that. Now, let's say, Cheryl, you decided after learning more about the Michael teachings I want to channel Michael. And let's say you did not set that up on a soul level. But if you really want to do that, you can do that. It's much like saying, I didn't choose to be a concert pianist in this lifetime, but there's a fire burning within me and I just have to do this and I I won't take no for an answer. I'm going to work my ass off and I'm going to become the best pianist I can become. Now, you may succeed and you may not, but it is your choice to work at it, to develop that skill, and that's the basis of everything we experience. It is our choice. And so 
to make the best choices we can make that are in alignment with who we are and what our equipment is, is one of the great lessons uh, of the uh, physical plane. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, so you set up that, like you said, on a soul level, so that's just something that then just sort of arrives? We all find ourselves um, synchronously having experiences that prepare us what we came to do. And Mm -hmm. we are probably not conscious of it most of the time. We feel like we're blundering in the dark, but somehow we can look back and see later wow, I was really supposed to have that experience to prepare me for this. And that's the way it was for me. And um, then I learned about the Michael teachings from a friend, and all of these uh, sort of crazy, quote, coincidences happened within a short period of time, all of them about Michael. And I never thought I would be channeling. A year before I first channeled, I didn't even know what channeling was. And then I ended up uh, doing that. So that was just just happened to be my path. And it's a funny thing because a lot of times what we think we most want to do is not oh. what we end up doing. Uh, <laughs> Carolyn Carolyn Mace, the great uh, teacher and um, medical. Like, yeah, I like her a lot. Yeah, she's fantastic, and she. She doesn't really want to be doing this. She wanted to be a, a pub, great publisher and writer, and I mean that was her. She didn't want to do this stuff. <laughs> she had her mind set on something else. And when I was growing up, I wanted to be a singer and an actor, and I wanted to write musicals. And uh, if you go to my website um, and do summerjoy.com forward slash songs dot html, you'll see 26 musical theater songs I wrote. Wow. That's what I really wanted to do. You know, I wanted to be a Broadway baby, and I ended up doing this, but I'm, I'm happy about it. You know, I can see that that uh, even though it was not what I had in mind, it's, um, you know, incredibly fulfilling to be immersed in this wisdom on a daily basis, and I think it mm-hmm. brought many, many gifts to me, but... Um, don't you find that, Dr. Kimberly, that a lot of people sort of end up doing something that's not what they had in mind? Well, it's so funny because, of course, um, as this will not surprise you, I um, picked my college because of the acting teacher. See the correlation here? At my yeah. college was Dave McFadden, who, who was the executive producer of Roseanne and Home Improvement. So I wanted to be taught by, you know, somebody in the industry who, you know, knew what he was doing. And I certainly was. But I, I quickly went into radio and, you know, fell in love with radio and was very successful in Chicago and Columbus in radio and as a promotions director. And then how the heck did I end up being an internationally known, you know what I mean, like channel intuitive and energy healer? Like what? You know what I'm saying? Like, how does that happen? It's so it's so interesting. But I, I totally resonate with what you're saying because I have never been happier in my entire life, Shepard. Never, you know, ever. Well, and a little little synchronicity here too. I was born in Chicago, and mm. I have friends in Columbus. I had a workshop in Columbus and in oh. 1998, and um, the drama critic of the Columbus. Um, paper, Michael Grossberg is a good mm-hmm. friend of mine. 
Do you know who he is? Do you read it? I know who he is. I've read his stuff. I don't know him yeah. personally, but I've read. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, it is. It's a, it's a small world. But you know, when when you were picking colleges, you were not ready to do what you were doing now, and so your soul was fine with you doing something else. There are more actors who are sage souls than of any other soul type, although there are all soul types of actors. So um, I go through this in Journey of Your Soul. I talk about um, some celebrities of every role who are actors. But sages are all about self-expression, so acting and singing are completely natural to us. And sometimes when we're young, we're drawn to these professions that we were really good at in a past life because we remember how much fun it was to be like I had all these lifetimes as a troubadour and you know mm-hmm. going town to town and putting on plays and such and so as a child that's what was in my mind is I want to do that that was really fun but as we get further into the life the soul guides us more into okay you already did this what's new for you what haven't you done yet or Maybe what is something that's not appropriate for a 20-year-old to do but might be appropriate for you when you're 35? Uh, interesting. Yeah, that's a very unique way of, you know, of looking at the at the journey kind of. And that's what I love, too, that a lot of people don't understand is you can – I love that, uh, you know, I say you can choose again and you can reinvent yourself or um, – grow into yourself, too. And, and, you know, I've been successful at very many different things, as I know. You know, many of you are listening, and you have, too. But um, it, it's just kind of fun to play in all these areas. And as a just as a side note to validate exactly what you're saying, um, I minored in piano in college, and I'm actually, very few people know this about me, but I'm actually a very, very, I'm a classically trained pianist that can play anything, and I also write music, so it's just kind of interesting. Oh, how about that? How about that? No, I was just I'm just validating the truth of what you know you're saying. It's just so interesting to me. Very interesting. One of the wow. uh, first psychics that I encountered who changed my life in nineteen eighty four or eighty five, who's also a psychotherapist, um and uh, she saw a past life of mine playing um I guess it was pianoforte in Versailles. Wow. And she heard the music that I was playing. But in this lifetime, I just couldn't get myself to practice piano. And I wanted to play really badly. I just didn't want to practice. And <laughs> I probably should have tried to do it by ear. Yeah. <laughs> I should have just played that. by ear. Yeah. I love it. So I never learned to play. But I still managed to write songs. That's really neat. Well, if somebody would like um, a reading with you, do you have them scheduled on the website? Do they go to um, summerjoy.com? Is that how they schedule a chart or a reading with you? Yes. Yes, my email address, um, everything is, is there. There's a contact page. My brochure is there that tells about all the different types of sessions that I do. And people can just email me, and uh, I'd be happy to talk to them. Well, I have so enjoyed having you on. I everyone I feel like um everyone's eavesdropping on our conversation because I so <laughs> resonated with the work that you're doing and with you and uh it's it's such a pleasure 
you know, obviously you to do. meet you and to uh, kind of be working in the same arena, you know, alongside each other, obviously. So I'm just, you know, so thrilled. Now, so we can get your books on your website, which is www.summerjoy, exactly as it sounds, .com. We can purchase your books also. Um, are they available both on Amazon and uh, Barnes & Noble, all that good stuff as well? Yes, yes. Uh, the print books are uh, on both sites. Um, uh, Amazon for ebooks, uh, uh, they are or soon will be in Kindle. Journey of Your Soul and the three new books that I was telling you about will be on Kindle by uh, most likely April or May. Uh, well, it's such a privilege. Thank you so much for doing my chart, and you know I'm going to be um, contacting you for <clears throat> further explanation of that for sure. Because you know all you've you know succeeded in doing is arousing my curiosity, and probably everybody else's on the call. So I'll be contacting you for a, a further explanation, uh, you know, a reading of that chart. And I think we have Shannon curious as well, right, Shannon? Oh, she I'm might have muted curious. herself. Nope. I'm here. I did mute myself for a second. I was hollering at the dog to come in, but, um, yeah, I definitely am interested in that stuff. It was very interesting. Thank you for being on. Oh, my pleasure. I'm I'm all smiles. Oh, you're so sweet. Well, um, we will definitely check you out. I think we even got Walt interested, didn't we, Walt? We, we got yeah, Walt interested in channel reading. We're all, like, ready to call you. So <laughs> we're, we're going to keep you busy for, for the next little bit. But, again, um, if, if you'd like to go to Shepard's website, it is, if I post it in the chat room, it's www.summerjoy.com. If you would like your own, very own, um, full essence chart or a personal reading or a channeled session. And um, hopefully you'll come back sometime. Maybe we can even oh, get you over on the tele-summit and, um, you know, bring you to a, a larger audience. So it was absolutely our pleasure, and thank you for thank being you on The for... Secret to Everything. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much. Take care. Have a good evening. You too. Good night. Bye-bye. And thanks. To Cheryl, I want to thank Cheryl. Um, I had a great appointment with Cheryl, obviously, since she told you guys all that the other day. And so thank you to Cheryl also for calling in and speaking. Uh, I really appreciate that. So what do we need to cover as far as what's going on next week? I know you sent me the name of who. Do we figure out who's going to be on next week, Shannon? Yeah, it's Sherry Burton. Oh, yeah, Sherry Burton. Do you know the name? I don't know if you sent me the name of her book. Um, I know she's on a book tour and she's doing um, her feng shui book. So we'll be talking about how energy in your house um, helps you manifest love and money or doesn't help you manifest love and money and all that good stuff. If you'd like to get a hold of us again, I'm doing a Tele Summit. We have lots of great guests. I think next week we have Hans King. He's a world-famous psychic. We have Moss, who's a friend of mine. He's an amazing energy healer and intuitive. We have, I'm trying to think she's on next week. Um, who else is on next week? I think we have Dakara, who's a, another um, energy intuitive and healer. And I'm not sure who's on Thursday, but we have a lot of amazing guests. And that is at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, www.socialconsciousness.com, live call-in, live healings, great energy transmissions, great energy clearings, and lots and lots of fun. You can call in live or type your questions in. If you'd like to get a hold of Walt, Walt, how can they get a hold of you? Um, you can go on my website, and my email address is there. It's www.gotspirits.org. 
if you have any paranormal questions. And um, Shannon, how can they get a hold of you? <laughs> they can email me at shannon.doctor.chem at gmail.com. That's S-H-A-N-N-O-N dot D-R dot K-I-M at gmail.com. And my Twitter is at shanroof, S-H-A-N-R-O-O-F. But I'm not on Twitter a lot, so if you really want to get a hold of me, you will have to email and she is on email a lot. So if you have any questions about our business or what we offer or you'd like an intuitive reading or a channeled reading or a energy healing or all of the above, you can get a hold of Shannon. And uh, you can get a hold of me um, on Twitter, which I'm not on as much as I used to be at Serene Wellness, um, on Facebook at Secret to Everything or Kimberly McGeorge, and the website, www.secrettoeverything.com. So we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And like I said, we're going to be talking about energy and feng shui and bringing things into your physical reality, which are some of my favorite topics. So thanks to all you guys in the chat room. Thanks, Tiffany. Uh, thanks to all the guests. I always love the guests. They're like so mysterious. Like you can be a guest on anybody's show and kind of do whatever you want. Just hang out. But thanks to everybody who's listening. Many blessings to you. Um, much love to all. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening on our Secrets to Everything with Dr. Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Listen every Wednesday night, Eastern Standard Time, from 7 to 8 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.